You're listening to a podcast from 702. 702. The car feature with Nicole Lowe. All right, it is all about the car feature today. We are talking with Nicole Lowe, technical specialist and former technical editor for Car Magazine. Nicole, welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm doing very well, Renwakile. Hi, listeners. And of course, uh, you can give Nickel a call on 011-8830702. Send through a WhatsApp with your technical call questions, 072-702-1702. Or you can tweet or um, uh, send us an SMS. So, Nickel, we are talking ABS brakes. Yes. Have you got an idea what it means? I know it just means that when I put my foot on the, the brake pedal, it's supposed to stop immediately and not have a lag or a delay. Okay, that's that's halfway there, but I'll give you the <laughs> correct explanation. <laughs> so what ABS is, it's actually called anti-locking braking system. So what it does, it prevents your wheels from locking when you brake. That's a, that's a very important safety feature. A lot of people think anti-lock brakes, if my car got ABS, if I got ABS and I can stop a lot quicker than somebody without ABS, which is actually not true. If you've got a racing driver that can uh, brake with car without ABS and he can modulate the pedal so that just before the wheels would actually start to lock, he can modulate it at that point. You will stop as fast in a car without ABS and one with ABS, but we're not all racing drivers. That's a problem. When, when so we have in, terms fight, of, in terms of being able to do that, that is like a skill of experience. That's why... Yeah, no, most, most people will not be able to, to do that. That's why ABS is sort of mandatory in Europe, at least, and all the, all the major first world countries because of the safety attached to it. And it's not a, the, the reason for anti-lock brace is not to stop you faster. The reason is it keeps your wheels turning so that there's no skidding of the wheel on the tar. And what that allows you to do is to still steer the car under full braking. So when you actually have to brake and swerve, that's where ABS comes in. So if you brake and there's still an obstacle in front of you and you need to swerve the car left mm. or right, you've still got steering. But imagine you... You're braking in a straight line and you're locking all four wheels, but now the car is still static in front of you. You need to miss it and now you start to steer either left or, left or right. If your wheels are locked, the wheels that, that steer, you're just going to plow straight forward I into whatever you. is in front of you. Yes. So that's the main thing about ABS. It allows you to steer while on full brake. Um, in, in, in situations where there's low friction coefficient, so like on wet tar and so on, obviously the, the tires want to lock much easier than in the dry. So there it also helps you a lot in a sense that it will, it will uh, not allow the, the, the wheels to, to lock. And, and in that sense, maybe it will stop you faster because if you had a car without ABS, you'll definitely lock it in the wet, especially if you have a fright. Um, if your car's got ABS, which hopefully it does, what you need to know is when you go and you hit that pedal as hard as you can, you will feel this pulsation effect under your right foot. I don't know if you felt that ever. Is it like, um, well, I've never had to, you know, hit dead brakes yes. um, for, for me to experience. Yeah, maybe for a tip out there, if you've got a car with ABS, it's something that you need to go and try. So obviously find an empty road, nobody behind you. That's very important. And then hit the brakes as hard as you can, but make sure you've got ABS, otherwise you'll lock your wheels and there'll be a lot, of tar, a lot of rubber on the road and screeching and all that. With ABS, the wheels will be, be prevented from locking. You'll feel this pulsation effect 
going through the pedal. Now, a lot of people that haven't experienced this for a first time, they will have a fright and take their foot off the pedal. They think, oh, no, something's breaking. Mm. No, it's not. It's an ABS working as it should, and you should keep that pressure on that brake pedal for the full braking event while that pulsation effect is going. So step out there, go and test it in your car, get used to that feeling because that will save your life when you need it. So naturally, Um, when you do do it, it feels like it shouldn't be happening. Yeah, it's a weird feeling if you're not used to used to it. But now, I just want to get into how does ABS actually work? How does it function? So, you actually bolt the pressure when you put your foot on the brake pedal. That pressure in the in the your your brake fluid uh, is then going to your ABS pump. Now, that ABS pump controls the pressure in the lines running to each wheel. So it can control the amount of braking force on each wheel on each corner of the car. And then it's very clever. It's got a wheel speed sensor on each wheel of the car. So say you're driving at 60 kilometers per hour, you hit the brake and you start slowing down. So maybe all, say, say three wheels are at 55 kilometers per hour, but one wheel speed sensor is reading zero. It means that wheel is actually locked. And now the ABS unit now is going to lock and it actually releases the pressure on that caliper, on that brake, and it actually allows the wheel to start turning again before it breaks it again to give you a retardation force. This all happens in split seconds. You're not even, you're not even aware of it, mm. but the computer controls it and it controls, as I say, individual wheels around the car, the, the pressure around the car so that you can also stop in a straight line. So sometimes you need more, more pressure on left or right to keep the, the vehicle straight if, you, if your, wheel, your, your steering wheel is straight. So yeah, it's a very important safety feature. But now I want to ask you a trick question. Oh no, I, there, I'm going to fail. Can you, <laughs> can you think of situations where ABS is actually not helpful? Um, I don't know. This is a difficult one. Um, I yeah, might no, say it's if difficult. it's like with in the rain. I don't know. Okay, maybe cold, even colder than that, snow. Oh. So what, is, what I found was, if you break, and we, obviously we're not in Europe, so it doesn't apply to us so much, but if you're in icy conditions in snow, when the wheels actually lock, what happens, it makes a wedge, it forms a wedge of snow in front of the wheel, which actually stops you faster than full ABS, which will, not pre- uh, will, which will prevent the wheels from locking and that wedge of snow forming before the wheels or in front of the wheels. So in snowy conditions, it's sometimes better to not have ABS if it's snow on the road, but thick snow. And then we also seen sometimes on dirt conditions, if you're on a dirt road, some of our, our buckies in South Africa has actually got a button where you can toggle the ABS between tar and off-road. Mm. An up, off-road, you also want sometimes on the dirt road the wheels to lock if there's like sand because the same thing, it bolts a wedge of sand in front of a lock wheel and it actually stops faster than just with normal ABS. But in most cases, I would say 90% plus cases, ABS is a real lifesaver. Unfortunately, in South Africa, it's not mandatory yet. We're fighting to get it mandatory. Um, we had an um, like entry-level passenger vehicles coming into South Africa without ABS, which is uh, unthinkable because your entry-level vehicle is what your student, your learner driver will buy. That's what you, you will buy to your children going to university. Those vehicles that absolutely need ABS, and now I'm seeing in South Africa that most of the ve- those vehicles now have got ABS, but I'm still seeing some uh, some buckies, some delivery buckies, pickup buckies, the cheapest buckies out there being sold without ABS. So 
Hopefully that will that will be gone soon. So in terms of, I mean, you're mentioning about uh, it being mandatory. What percentage would you say of the vehicles that we have um, that, you know, one can buy in this country have the ABS uh, versus those so that the, don't? Yeah. So if we're looking at new vehicles, most of them have got ABS now. Um, it's just at your entry level, at your base level, some of the buckies, some of the pickups, maybe one or two passenger car vehicles still. It wasn't the case five or ten years ago. I would say probably about 20% of vehicles did not have ABS. But now that percentage is probably into the 90s, which is a very good sign. Uh, and in Europe and all the first world countries, America, obviously you cannot sell a vehicle without ABS. So there it must be 100%. And we're hoping we're getting to 100% here soon too. What is the delay in um, making it mandatory? Well, that is, we should probably ask the authorities um, from the manufacturer's side, if the, if the rules, if, the mani- uh, if it's not mandatory, it's obviously a cost to have ABS in the car. So it's a cost save on your entry-level vehicles to remove ABS. But if you think about what cost a, a life is worth, then it's nothing really. But on mass production, it does make a difference. But it's one of those things that we definitely need. And then we also see it now on motorcycles, modern motorcycles, uh, especially in Europe. They all got ABS. In South Africa, it's only the expensive motorcycles, unfortunately, that got ABS. But you can imagine on a, on, a, on a motorcycle, we only have two patches of rubber touching the ground. If one starts to slide, you lose control. If you lose the front, front end, the front tire, you'd go down immediately. So we actually need ABS to happen on all vehicles. Just into, yeah, and when you say all vehicles, I mean, I, I'm assuming you're also talking about massive trucks. Yes. So the trucks mostly would have ABS as well. Um, I can imagine just the, the problem in South Africa is we've got a very old car park in the sense that second-hand vehicles are around for a long time. Many of those are driving around without ABS. Uh, we always joke about the Golf 1, the city golfs and being without ABS. We all learn to drive in them, but I suppose we're in... We're in a different era now where safety comes first. And uh, But in South Africa, unfortunately, there's still a lot of second-hand vehicles out there without ABS and trucks. Is there anything else that listeners need to know about ABS, maybe like how to see if it's not working in your car? Well, the way to know is if the wheels lock on tar and your vehicle is fitted with ABS. But there's a diagnostic running on your ABS unit, and it should is one of the safety systems. It should light a light on your instrument cluster and uh, it will either say ABS or it will have a little amber sign which you can look up in your owner's manual. And if you see that, then definitely don't, don't uh, ignore it. Uh, let the vehicle be investigated. Let the ABS be fixed because that's a safety, definitely a safety function. Some people think, oh, well, don't worry, I've got, I've got airbags. I don't worry about ABS. But as I say, prevention is better than cure, right? Eh? Mm, definitely, definitely. O double one double eight three zero seven zero two. Nickel low is available for any of your questions. The WhatsApp line zero seven two seven zero two one seven zero two. SMS three one seven zero two or tweet at Rilebuchele M at Radio seven zero two and using the hashtag seven zero two afternoons. It's ten minutes to three o'clock. 702. The car feature with Nicole Lowe. Nicole Lowe is available for your technical questions. So we are going to the lines. We have Anne, uh, sorry, Andre in Krugersdorp. Hi, Andre. Hi, I just want to ask Nicole. I got a, of course, a, a, a 1.4 club, but I see on the dash one of the uh, lights, it's got EPS. Uh, I know it's something to do with the power steering. Uh, EPS, what's that? What, what exactly does that mean? 
So I would guess EPS stands for Electric Power Steering. Uh, best is to just look at your owner's manual to see what that power is up to. And then it would need a diagnostic check. So there's, there's something that the diagnostic system is picking up regarding the, the steering, the steering system. So it might be a sensor that doesn't know exactly what the position is of the steering wheel, uh, or in any other uh, such fault with the steering system itself. But just the light, unfortunately, won't tell you exactly what it is. You have to plug in a diagnostic equipment that will give you a code and it will tell you directly. But I've got a feeling it might be even be the, um, steering angle sensor on the steering wheel that may be not uh, picking up. But as I say, diagnostic yeah. check will tell for sure. Yeah, no, but the light doesn't... Look, all the lights must come on when you turn the ignition on, but when the engine starts, now it goes off. The light doesn't come on. I, I just wanted to know exactly what it oh, means. Oh, okay. All right, but at least when all the... I mean, when you switch on, key on your car, all the lights come on. It's just a visual check that everything is still working. So when you start the yeah. engine and, and drive off and all goes out, it tells you that yeah. no fault was found on the diagnostic system. So on that sense, then everything is fine. You don't have to worry. Because you need to see when you key on it, there's not a bulb out. For example, if uh, maybe a bulb even failed, you can't tell when something is wrong. So it needs to tell you every time you key on it, the diagnostic system is still up and running. Okay. Okay. No, that's like it. Thank you very much. Thanks, Andre and Krugersdorp. Okay. And in Santon, go ahead. Hello. Good afternoon. I have um, the ABS light that came on... Um, quite some time back, I took it to the dealership and they did the diagnostics and told me the left sensor has gone. They quoted me over 30,000 rand to repair it because they said they had to import from Germany. Um, they said it's okay for me to drive because I don't drive fast. I have been doing that for some time now. You've given me a bit of a sight. Um, is there any way that I could have this repaired other than a dealership? Yeah, definitely. It sounds like they picked up a wheel speed sensor that's not uh, reading or it's faulty. So the control system of your ABS, it needs to see the wheel speed sensors on all wheels before the ABS can actually activate. So now it's maybe not reading the speed of the left front wheel, and it might mean that you haven't got that ABS functionality at the moment in the vehicle. Um, that 30,000 rand sounds very expensive to me for a wheel speed sensor. I was expecting between two and 5,000 rands for that sensor. So uh, what German car are you driving? It's a Golf. Golf. Wow. It's a Golf. Golf. Mm. Yes. It's so I would, I would take it. I will. Um, and the vehicle is outside warranty, eh? She's 20 years old. Yeah. Okay, yes. So take it to a VW specialist, not the main dealer. There's, there's always a few VW, uh, such a popular vehicle. So there's a lot of VW specialist workshops out there, um, which sometimes even have the real VW technicians that sort of started their own business working there. They know the cars very well, but they will work for much less than the main dealership. And especially if the vehicle's outside warranty, then there's no issue there. So maybe ask around, phone around, and just get a second opinion on replacing that part. Um, that that 30,000 rand sounds more to me like a ABS unit itself they're quoting for, not the speed sensor. That sounds too expensive. All right. Thank you so much, uh, Anne. Peter in Ilovo, go ahead. Hi, Nick. Uh, it's uh, Peter Zepter speaking. I'd just like to know at what stage should I change the tires? Um, I drive a Toyota Etios. Um, it's a 2016 model. It's got really low mileage on it. 
But I'd just like to know at what stage should I change the tires? Okay, so the legal, legal limit in South Africa, I believe, is one millimeter tread. I see some websites say 1.5 millimeter. That's maybe safer even. So that yeah. is your, that is your, that you should go to, to measure the tread depth across the tire and it shouldn't be less than 1.5 millimeters. And then also yeah. tires has mostly got a, a, a life of about five years. So even okay. if you, if your tire is still a good tread, but it's a very old tire, you will see that it sometimes becomes really hard, almost like plastic and it also loses mm. its grip. And if you've seen a okay. lot of sun, you will also get the cracking on the tire itself in the rubber. So, they would mostly say tire manufacturers less than one and a half millimeters and uh, oh. more, uh, older than five years, it's time to start looking for new tires. Oh, okay. So it's, uh, it's a 2016 model, so I should look, uh, look for new tires at this stage. Yes, depending on the trip depth and the tire, the rubber compound has been standing in the sun. If it's, as I say, five yeah. years, it's sort of the, the but if it, the car's been parked in the garage most of your life, hasn't seen sun, maybe you can get away with another year or two, but I won't push oh, yeah. it too far beyond that. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, uh, Peter in Ilovo. Unfortunately, we didn't have time to get uh, through to everybody's questions uh, for Nickel. Nickel, thank you so, so much. Uh, a lot of people asking about the ABS brake lights. What would you say to them? Is that Should they just go to go and get it checked out? Definitely, if you're driving with an ABS light and instrument cluster, you may, you may very well not have the ABS functionality we discussed early on in the program, which is a safety risk. So rather get it checked out, get it fixed, and it can save your life. Thank you so much, Nicolo, on our car feature.